Hey, Barry. Welcome to, welcome to Across the Palmcast with Dave. And Abby. So, hi, everybody. Uh, we're here. We're good summertime. The sun's been out almost all the time now. Very little rain, at least here. Uh, nope. We, we have had a quite a lot of sunshine, but this week it's been nonstop clouds and quite a bit of rain. It cooled down a bit, but now it's quite warm. Today, the humidity is 100%. So that's fun. I actually love humidity. I thrive in humidity. If I wasn't broken, like I am right now, I thrive in humidity. Currently, I'm broken, so. I don't thrive in humidity. I mean, it's not, um, it could be worse. If it was warmer, it would be worse. Mm -hmm. Um, It's manageable, but my joints don't particularly like the damp. Yeah, I can understand that. You need more of a dry heat. Yeah. Like the American, American, South, American Southwest. That'd be ideal for you. Yeah. It has the whole America in it. Well, yes. But I'm sure it's probably equivalent to that in Europe somewhere. Weather-wise. Okay. I don't know where it would be. I don't know, I don't know European um, weather patterns. I digress. Uh, today's episode, Abby, this is yours, so take it away. Okay, good. I wasn't sure which one we were doing. <laughs> Again, so I thought that um, I would continue with the history uh, thing I was on, um, and I did some research into forgotten uh, American females um, throughout history, and I came across a young girl named Sybil Luddington, who has a fascinating story. Um, She basically is, when it comes down to it, a female version of Paul Revere, except better. There's actually a children's book about about her ride. Is there? Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. I didn't know that. I don't know what, let me see what it's called. I don't know what it's called, but there's definitely a children's book about it. I don't know. Let me see. Sybil Luddington. Book. 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 You know, the internet is so useful, but when you need it, it's not useful at all. It is called... There's more than one, actually. So there's Sybil Luddington's Midnight Ride. Sybil Luddington Revolutionary War Rider. And there's also one called Sybil's Night Ride. Well, they all kind of are straight to the point. Children's books usually aren't too complicated. No. And the um, story is one that, I mean, if you know your history, then you know Paul Revere and his midnight ride and the British are coming and all of that. One if I land, two if I see, that kind of thing. I've been to the Old North Church where he hung the lantern. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, So anyway, Sybil Luddington was the daughter of Colonel Henry Luddington. Um, And basically it's, you know, Revolutionary War time. And he needed somebody to rouse the troops before the British arrived um, to, oh, I can't remember. Was it Lexington? It might have been Lexington. Yeah. Um, And... No one was really free to do it, so he asked his 16-year-old daughter 
um, who was the oldest of his 12 children. 12. <laughs> yeah. And this actually happened on my birthday, April 26th. In 1777, um, the British attacked Danbury, which was 15 miles away. Um, and a rider had come to inform Colonel Ludington because they were nearby and mm -hmm. therefore needed to help. So it wasn't Lexington, it was Danbury. Um, they needed to help and also prepare because if the British were there, they were going to keep coming. Yeah. Um, so he needed somebody who knew the layout of the land. And his daughter, of course, knew the layout of the land and the farmers who were in the militia. So it wasn't the easiest land to ride through either. The, they were not really well-traveled roads, and it was known to outlaws. So there would possibly be some trouble along the way. Um, and it was also the middle of the night mm -hmm. and dark. So Sybil Ludington rode 40 miles in the rain to rouse all of these farmers um, and gather the militia. It's a legend that she fought off a bandit with a stick as well during this whole thing. Yeah, that's not really confirmed, but that's kind of been passed down in the family. Hmm. Um, so 40 miles is twice as far as Paul Revere did. She didn't have any help, whereas he had two other riders spreading the word as well. And she didn't get captured. It's true. So she managed to get the word out. The militia organized, and they rode to the battle and uh, drove the British back, which they had, the British had already won the battle, really, and burnt the town. But because they drove the British back, they were able to stop them from doing raids on other nearby towns. Mm -hmm. So their victory could have been a lot worse and more of New York could have been taken over. But this 16-year-old girl came to the rescue. Yeah. Uh, I'm Wait, so this happened in New York? Yes. Oh. Huh. Danbury's in New York, apparently. I thought Quite Danbury was in Connecticut. It's probably more than one Danbury, though. Most likely, there are there's more than one uh, city name just about everywhere. Yeah, there's no creativity anymore. There never was any. It's also true. You should see a picture of her statue. In her statue, she's actually holding a stick. While side riding, while side saddling a horse, and she's, like, and she's like screaming at somebody off the horse. It's pretty impressive. That's brilliant. In Car, it's in Carmel, New York. So, it's, uh, it's quite a quite a sight. You look up Civil Civil Wellington statue people and look it up because it's a it is a testament to uh, the legend of her stick swiping abilities. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be the fighting off the bandit legend. No, so Danbury is in Connecticut, but she always so. She learned. Yeah, I, okay, so she went from Putnam County, New York, and, and Danbury, Connecticut. So they must they must border each other. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I guess the British would have been coming into New York. 
Okay. She's on a st oh, she had her own stamp at one point in time, too. It's a pretty cool-looking stamp. They called her the youthful heroine. That's quite sweet. Well-deserved as well. I feel like not a lot of people nowadays have heard about her. Who's that? What? I feel like not a lot of people nowadays have heard about her. Oh, probably not, because, I mean, you know, you hear about is, is uh, Paul Revere. Yeah. Because he's a man. I mean, that's just uh And he failed. He was captured. He was captured. I mean, I guess he was dealing with a bigger city, I suppose, but I don't know if that really gets him any kind of slack. Yeah, I guess he's right out of Boston. I guess if he lives Boston, Boston's probably worth more than Danbury, Connecticut, but... Yeah. Still, um, it's pretty cool. I just really like her statue, and I want to go see it now. Where the hell is, uh, where is this place? Carmel, New York. I, I kind of want to see it, because it it's so badass. Carmel. Oh, Carmel's called a hamlet. Ah, so it's very small. Yes, there it is. Carmel. Okay, zoom out and see where we're at, because I can't tell from that close up. Uh, yep, see, it's right over the border from Connecticut. That makes sense. So that's... Well, that's pretty far. I mean, you get to go to New York, but you keep on going east instead of going south. My um, geography, especially when it comes to little cities in the states, is not great. Well, yeah, I don't think you find anybody who would know where Carmel, New York is. Unless from the area. Yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of quaint, though. It's got a bunch of bodies of water around it. Anyways, who else do you have? No, it was just... Oh, just her? Okay. little short episode. Um, yeah, but I'm going to be doing more research and hopefully finding more. I mean, I'm, there, there are so many forgotten yeah. female um, yeah, yeah, heroines in American history. We tend to just focus on women. Yeah, uh, the only civilian death in the Civil War was a woman. Not surprised. Yeah, so it happened in Gaysburg because Gaysburg obviously they fought in the middle of a freaking town because they're freaking morons. Yeah. Uh, but apparently she was in the house in the kitchen and a bullet came through the glass and killed her. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't remember her name, but I just know like, the one, one non-military death in the Civil War and it was a woman. And that's the only one. Well, I mean, you know what? Maybe it's just only. I don't know. I I remember there. Maybe it's the only civilian death of. No, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I, no, it doesn't. That says I have a very hard time believing that that's the only. Maybe it's the only. Maybe it was the only civilian death in uh, Gettysburg. Maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I know I heard some kind of like, like, some kind of terminology. Yeah, okay. 
It's the only civilian that died at Gettysburg. All right, okay. that, that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I don't know why. It must, must have been the fall. The fall's got me all goofed up. Yeah. But Rattle yeah. those bones around in your head. Yeah, yeah. The brain still works, though, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, uh, Sybil Lightington. What else can we, can we kind of pour? I'm kind of pour over Pacey. Any other fun facts you can mention about her? Uh, uh, it kind of shows that, like, even young girls can make a difference. No, oh, definitely. In especially, kind of conflict. especially back then, I think, you know, I think back then, like, uh, I think back then you could have had, there was more of a, I mean, it's an emergency, but it's, I think I think people had, like, you know, women could, I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But I think, like, it, it's, it was, I don't know, I can't say it. Maybe um, girls would have been more, mature is not quite the right word, but they would have had to deal with hardships in their everyday life and would have been more, like, well-equipped. Yeah. Kind of is like that, that what you meant? Yeah, they grew they grew up faster back then. I guess is kind yeah. of I was trying to say. So like they were, you know, while now while they definitely were not expected to do things like that, they sometimes they had to rise they had to rise to the occasion, and then they were able to do so because of their up you know the different life that they lived. Yes, she did grow up on a farm. So according to this. Prior to her rise, she saved her father from capture. I didn't read this. I don't know the story behind that, but I did read that fact and thought it was really interesting. Wow. She made her siblings march inside the house and make it appear like there was more people there than there were and scared away the people who were there to capture her father. So she was very clever. Yeah, she sounds like she's very clever. She married at 23. Had one kid. Died at 77. That's a pretty long life back then. Yeah, it's a decently long life. Uh, she made it through the war then. Yeah, she made it through that war and the... Uh, War of 1812. Yeah. Well, she was born in 1761, so she would have lived through the French and Indian War, too. Can you imagine living through three wars in your life? On, no. your, on your home soil, no less. Yeah. It's not really a reality that we have uh, any idea no. nowadays. No, I mean the closest you get is people who lived in the continental continental Europe during the early 1900s. They would live through two war wars. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's hard to find a. I mean, that's not gonna hopefully never happen again. So, wow, that's pretty shitty. In '96, the Dodge American Revolution said that the evidence was not strong enough to support the criteria for a war heroine. So they're saying that there's not enough evidence to say she's a war hero. In 
1996? Yes. Oh, okay. So they were trying to do like a, they were trying to posthumously like honor her. Yeah, and I guess, uh, yeah. Well, that's lame. Her statue was built in 1961 by a woman. This makes sense because it's freaking badass. That's awesome. There are also a bunch of markers marking her route. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I believe they did it with Paul Revere. Oh, I think Paul Revere's route is also kind of marked off, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That would not surprise me at all. In 75, she had the stamp honoring her. There is a 50K run in her honor in Carmel each year. <laughs> and the course is actually approximate to her historic ride. And finishes at her statue. There's an opera opera written about her. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So she has a statue, a stamp, and an opera. And a marathon. And a marathon. So she'll be she'll be quite well known in her local area then. Yeah, I think if you go to near Carmel, yeah, people, probably, people definitely would know who she yeah. is. Yeah, it's right, interesting. So I'm, lo- I'm looking at her tombstone. They actually have her age up to the day she died. It says 77 years, nine, 10 months, and 21 days. That's interesting. I haven't seen that before. No, that's not very common. No. I spend a lot of time in graveyards. I would know. Yeah, I've never seen that either before. That is, uh, that is interesting. Well, yeah, anyways, so that's a pretty, that's, that's fun. Sybil Langton is quite a, quite a character. I hope to one day visit the statue and I can share, and I will share it with all of you when I can find, I don't know I'm going to get there. I don't know how, how long of a drive is that from, let's see. Uh, 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 it's probably six hours. It is, it is. Six and a half hours to Carmel, New York. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, considering in the U.S., it's not bad at all. And they're actually, so this will work out because there's a park, there's a dinosaur state park in Connecticut. Of course you would know that there is. With the uh, world's largest collection of dinosaur footprints. So, uh, I can just do that on my way to see the Dinosaur State Park. Yeah, which is on your, like, bucket list anyway, isn't it? It is. It really is. Because I, I went, so one time I went to, I went, my, went with my buddy, he lived in Delaware at the time, and we drove from Delaware to Boston for a beer festival, and we drove past the science of Dinosaur State Park, and I was like, what the hell is that? He wouldn't stop, but, no. yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to see that at some point, and I know that know that exists. Um, it's weird though, because most of your dinosaur stuff's all out west. So, like, why is there a dinosaur state park in Connecticut of all places? It's so, interesting, right? but I mean, dinosaurs were everywhere once upon a time. The world looked completely different. Yeah, I, I guess I think over here it was just not as easy to preserve them, apparently, or whatever. I don't really know how that works. Per se, that's a good episode to do some point in time. The first, like, rec- the first paleontologist was also a woman. 
there were some really awesome pioneering, um, like, you like paleontology, I like Egyptology. Yeah. So, there was some awesome... Uh, what was her, awesome what was her name? It was... It was... You know the you know the rhyme Annie sells Annie sells seashells by the seashore. You know that rhyme, don't you? She sells seashells down by the seashore. Right. Well, it's based off of, based off of her. Her name's Annie something. She's. I didn't know that. Yeah. Ah. Uh, what? Well, she's British. What was her name? Uh. Ah. Uh, what was her name? Her name is. That's not it. Oh, it's Mary. Okay, her name is Mary Anning. Yeah, that's it. And like she discovered like uh, the um, the, da- the the swimming dinosaur with the long neck, what Nessie is. Oh, the um, um, plesiosaur. Yeah, she discovered the plesiosaur skeleton on the beach, on like the beach of wherever she lived in England, on like the cliffs or whatever. She's kind of like the first peeling, yeah. That'll be a future episode on Mary Anning. I am writing it down for future reference. Yeah, but yeah, that's what the, 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 the she sells seashells by the seashore is kind of based off of her because she used to sell fossils. Apparently. On the beach? Yeah. Fun little connections we have. Anyways, I guess that wraps up this episode for this episode, though. Uh, so, as always, guys, you can follow us on all your social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Uh, emails at itsacrossthepodcast.gmail.com. Uh, listen to our podcast anywhere you, anywhere you have a podcast listening device. You can listen to us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Um, just listen to us. Give us, you know, shout out to us. Let us know what you want to listen to us about. We've been seeing our numbers drop recently, but I think it's because there's a lot going on in the world right now, so we understand people are preoccupied. Um, yeah. But you know what? If you're having a rough day, put us on. It'll cheer you up because we're kind of silly. We've got a lot of really weird episodes. It'll kind of cheer you up. So, I mean, yeah. So, if you're having a so, we understand the world's, world's kind of tough right now, but if you want some levity to the situation, listen to one of our episodes. We have over 60 of them. We have one about um, nudity, which is fantastic. It's very funny. We have one. Have you ever done? Food run. What's that? Food. We have several food ones, yes. We have like weird laws. We have one on dinosaurs. Uh, Yeah, I mean, basically. We should do one on plants. Oh, plants. We could do one on plants. We basically cover the gamut here. Um, so really, just if anything, if you like food, we have that for you. If you like poetry, we have that. If you like dinosaurs, if you like clothing, we have we have we have fashion history on this podcast. We've done so. We do. We've done fashion history on this podcast. So we did a history of wardrobe malfunctions. That was entertaining. It was very entertaining. So like, yeah, guys, there's something for everybody on here. So give it a listen. Tell your friends about it, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. So for Dave and Abby, have a great day. Cheerio.